Newsprint, a podcast about print news. Hi, print nerds. Hello. Hi, hi, Edie. Should I just talk like this the yeah, whole just time? Talk like that. Yeah. You remind me, of, that sounds like a little turtle. <laughs> a turtle could talk. That's what it would sound like. <laughs> we, are, we are a little amped up now because. Um, yeah. Kami's drinking a yerba mate, and I'm on my third cup of coffee. Hell yeah. So, Girlies, good we're morning. getting it. <laughs> um, Edie, how are you? What's happening? I'm good. Um, I just had my first week of in-service, and school starts on Monday. OMG. How are you feeling about it? Mm, yeah. I'm mentally prepared, <laughs> not emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny, because I'm already like a month deep into school. Yeah, because so. you're on the semester, and I'm on the sure quarter. Sure am, yeah. I don't like the quarter system. It's I great think for I would students. Either. I don't like starting and stopping three times. No, that's Mm-mm. a lot. That's three midterms, three finals. Yuck. I don't like it. Yuck. Yeah. Yuck. Um, yeah, so school is coming up. Um, yeah. What else are you doing? Sorry, I'm kidding. Um, you're the fine. Table. You're fine. Uh, trying to get some stuff ready for the conference. Yeah. We got some stickers for some y'all. stickies. I'm, they turned out so cute. I know, they're really cute. I, I don't think I posted yours specifically on Instagram because no. I wanted, you know, you yeah. to be able to post yeah. your own stuff. But they're really cute. We each did a, our individual good. ones. Yeah. And then... And then a crossover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did a newsprint pod sticker. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, they, they turned out and they're really cute. Yeah. Yeah. And I just ordered some business cards and I'm trying to get a zine version of the book I finished. To bring some with me. That, like, rainbow book? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be not, like, as... It's not going to be the same, because it's I'm doing one color okay. impressions for each page. Cool. So, we'll see. Are you going to have outlet? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to print them at outlet. Excuse and me. And then I, I also me. needed a reason to use my um, neon orange pack of 100 yeah. spirals that I bought that <laughs> didn't work for the book they were too skinny oh fuck so i had to use some at at um OMG, iprc yeah. they have some you can use i still yeah. use some turquoise ones and oh that's cool they look nice yeah but when i do the rezo version it'll be thinner because mm. it's not like right chipboard on the outside covers, yeah so this is true yeah cool so yeah that's one yeah I'm working on love that um i applied for a couple things which feels good oh i got into that Full court press mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. which is cool. There's a lot of like printmakers I admire in that show that too. Feels good. I know. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's cool. I wish I could see that show. Um, I always wish I could see the shows, but yeah, you know. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's cool. I'm stoked. I need to send out my print today Ooh, oh okay yeah, yeah maybe oh. get it in the mail get it in that mail i need to pack it up and send it um yeah. i well whatever um i emailed them with a question and no one got back to me so i'm just gonna wing it yeah ha 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 um hope it works yeah so. our guest today was one of the jurors miranda oh, was a juror. yeah yeah which is so cool later in the episode you'll get to hear us chit chat with miranda yeah. yeah what a gal indeed yeah um so yeah, we have some newsy yeah. stuff for you, some shows Let's to get into promote. It. Oh, the first thing is the Full Court Press. Oh yeah, go for it. It's your show, show. Yeah. <laughs> of the Americas. <laughs> um, 
I yeah, so I wanted to plug some shows for folks to go look at all over the US and maybe the world, I don't know. Um <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, the first one is Full Court Press Juried Print Exhibition of the Americas. This exhibition will run from September thirtieth to October twenty ninth. Um yeah, I really need to send that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that date is correct. I think I copied and pasted it so now i'm feeling anxious don't okay panic, don't panic i'm not gonna panic um <clears throat> i only need to get my print to texas it's fine <clears throat> okay um so it's part of the oso bay biennial i believe that's <laughs> we're here we are with roman 22. numerals i think it's 22 mm-hmm. yeah um printmaking festival <laughs> held october 5th to the 8th do in we need Corpus Christi. Shirt that says we're bad at Roman numerals. LOL. Hashtag MPP. <laughs> um, a reception will be held on October fifth from five to eight at the Art Center of Corpus Christi. So go and check it out. Um, and this Oso Bay Biennial is hosted every two years by uh, mm. a rotation of disciplines. Um, in the Department of Art and Design at Texas A and M Corpus Christi. So anyway, it should be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Portland Art Museum has Forces of Nature, Ecology, and Japanese Printing Exhibition. Mm-hmm. It explores artistic responses to the environment, environmental forces, some benign, some terrifying, that <laughs> regulate life on this planet. Uh, the works featured here consider the ecological relationships between humans and our environment, encompassing mundane moments of daily life, meditative abstractions, and dystopian visions of the future. Talk about perspectives, show. Yes, so I went and saw this Forces of Nature and Ecology and Japanese Printmaking show at the Portland Art Museum. It was really cool. Um, I obviously love looking at prints, um, but there was also a show up at the same time that was called Perspectives, and it was, um, like, documentation of the protests here mm-hmm. um have you seen it Mm-mm. it to. was like you know living through the protests in portland was really a wild time and then just like being reimmersed in all of that brought up a lot of emotions for oh. me um so it was really interesting and i think i wasn't the only one that was feeling emotions because they set up like a quote-unquote living room in the center of that gallery space oh. where there was photos of, like, black joy through history. So you could go it's in there. Room. Yeah, it's like yeah. a relief room. So you could go in there and spend time with the other community members that were viewing the show and also just see, like, black people and black existence through a lens that isn't, like, violence and tragedy. Trauma. yeah. Which is rad because we need to see that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was a really, like, wild show. It was also so interesting. Like, I was explaining that to one of the new grads at um, PNCA, and they, like, hadn't – they just weren't aware. They're an international student, and they weren't aware that, like, Portland was one of the, like, wild epicenters of protests. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, the government government was, like, snatching people off the streets during mm-hmm. during this. And it was just crazy to, like, recount – how like horrible and violent that time was um yeah so anyway yeah go see it go see it if you want to feel emotions (laughs) then go see see it if you don't want to see emotions also you should feel them 
Yeah. Sorry. I mean, well, no, it's like important to remember that part of Portland's history and, mm-hmm. you know, the United States history as well. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, on a lighter note, <laughs> um, the screen print, screen, screen print. Oh my God, here we are. This is like a every episode thing with my connection from my brain to my mouth. Yeah, it, it just happens. doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, I I once uh, Jesus friggin meant to say squeegee or oh. no screen, but I had the word squeegee in my head and yeah. I said squeams. Squeams, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now Peter just calls them squeams. It's squeams. Yeah. Sometimes I, I call screen pi- screen printing peen squinting. That's a good one. <laughs> on anyway. purpose or just coming On out? purpose. Okay. That's, that's on purpose. <laughs> so, okay. So the screen print biennial at the Opalaka Gallery in Albany, New York um, is happening. And it will also truff- truffle. God it's okay. It. It truffle. Travel it's going to truffle. Buffalo. <laughs> it's going to travel to Buffalo, New York. I didn't put dates on that. Uh, Sorry. Oh, okay. Look it up. This is the one organized by Nathan Meltz, right? It's the the screen print by Anil, so I think that's the only one. Great. Yeah. I don't know the dates either. Um, uh, High Point Center for Printmaking in Minneapolis is having, well, they're, it's the, the deadline for applying is over. The Standout Prints exhibition opens on September 30th, so Check it's that shit always out. good. It's always yeah. good. Hell yeah. It's news time. (laughs) Um, This is not news, but it's just a plea. Can we please stop making juried shows titled Art in the Time of Corona? Like, I'm having a really hard time with that. Like, Why are you having a hard time? It feels really trite Mm. now. You're over it. I know we're still in this, but like, do we have to like make shows themed about it? Like, I feel well. We don't have to make shows themed about it, but I I it think can be that more open, more inclusive to the other struggles yeah. that are happening at the same time. True, I think Corona will probably be a through line in art for a long time. I know. Yeah. I mean, but it's intersectional. It's like intersectional struggles. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we love to see it. It's just a pet peeve. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so print conference is coming up. Beep, beep, beep. Coming up fast. Beow, beow. It is. It's around the corner, and we're going to be there. Yeah, we're traveling together, rooming together. Yeah. Farting on each other in the hotel Farting room. Farting on each other. Um, <laughs> we have another person rooming with us now. Oh, no, no. He's not. No. no. R.I.P. I know. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. Um, Damn. I know. He couldn't get out of his hotel like he got it through oh, Expedia sad. or something. Oh. Yeah. So couldn't well, it was going to be Nick Staten over. <laughs> And satin, satin, satin over. <laughs> oh, satin over? Oh, shit. Sorry, Nick. My bad. Hello, <laughs> well. I like that. Uh, statin over. <laughs> Makes um, it sound really urgent. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, Edie was like, can Nick stay with us? And I was like, yeah. And then Edie was like, we can share a bed. Nick can have the other one. And I was like, Nick can sleep on the floor. <laughs> JK Nick. Anyway, um... This will be my first time meeting Nick IRL. I think oh, I said that. Yeah. You said you feel like you know him. Yeah, we're, um, well, you love him, so I'll yeah. love him too. Yeah. Great. He's good. Nick Staten over. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, okay. So here's some actual news. Um, yeah. So Inca Hoots, our yeah. beloved Inca Hoots, is having a fundraiser. Yeah. Which the funding for that goes to helping other artists go to Inca Hoots. So, it's on October 15th 
from 4 to 6 p.m. It's a little different this year. It's not like an auction. She's going to do an auction next year as the fundraiser. So this is happening during the conference. So those of you not going to the conference, go. Yeah. And those of you that are going to the conference, try. Um, so they're hosting an event both live in Petaluma, California and on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And it'll feature five past grant winners as they talk about their current work and how receiving mm-hmm. it in Cahoots residency grant was a creative spark for their careers. Um, there will be Kelda Martinson, Michael Ezel, um, Kate Laster, and S- Steph Kudish. I think they're siblings. Oh. Kate and Steph. Oh, cool. Um, and they will give presentations and have work for sale with a portion of the proceeds to support the grant program. And there will be aprons, tote bags, and stickers that will be available for purchase. I'm sure that's also going towards that fund. So this makes it so that um, it supports artists with economic, all ec- economic backgrounds. Their grant program awards 30 artists a full full or partial grant to attend the residency. You got one of those, didn't I you? did, yeah. yeah. I got one, I guess, 2019, 2018, uh-huh. 2019. Uh, I went in 2019. That was right after you. So 2019. Yeah. 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 No, that was rad. It. Um. I was making zero dollars an hour being a preschool teacher. So this like really enabled me to do. Yeah. That. Um. That residency and I busted ass and made so much work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that I um I always tell people to go to In Cahoots because it's the perfect residency. I know it's so magical. It's magical and there's yeah. cats. Yeah. And, and emu and horses. And emu and horses and Macy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. Um, so more details can be found on the events page of the residency website. It's just in com, and we will link it on our website. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Call for entry slash opportunitoires. <laughs> Um, Penland is looking for studio assistants for the spring. Studio assistants are students who assist instructors and maintain the school's standards for studio operation. They attend the workshop, receive housing and meals, and only pay a $5 application fee. Apply by October 15th. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, so some call for entries. The art gallery at Western Wyoming Community College is pleased to accept submissions for contemporary printmaking. It's a very um, catch-all title. I like it. Yeah. Uh, printmaking occupies a unique space in the contemporary art world. Uh, they're interested in showcasing, showcasing prints that speak to contemporary issues, explore fresh perspectives, or generally demonstrate the breadth of possibilities available while working either partially or fully within the idiom of hand-pulled prints. Uh, The deadline for that is October 12th. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, The Remark Print Workshop invites printmakers from around the world to submit work for the 10th Annual International Juried Print Exhibition. The exhibition aims to present a collection of innovative prints featuring themes and techniques from all traditions of printmaking. Deadline, October 16th. (laughs) Mid-October is the the, the theme. Truly, it's the time. Oh, so, okay. So the contemporary print is a two-for-one this year. So this is in conjunction with Print Austin, historically. 
but this time the juried exhibition will be displayed at both Austin and Prince Santa Fe because they happen um, sequentially. Uh, the exhibition in Austin will be at Austin Community College Gallery, and the show in Santa Fe will be at Form and Concept. And Rashawn Rucker is the juror, and entries are due November 1st. So that's a really good one. It's like, if you make yeah. it in, you get two shows. Two shows. Yeah. Are amazing. Yeah. Um, the Elizabeth Murray Artist Residency by Collarworks is um, open, or the application is open. <laughs> Artists, writers, and parent artists apply. Um, I thought this was good to highlight because I feel like a lot of parents, you know, struggle to like yeah. keep their art thing going yeah. while their children are young. So this is like um, in support of the sapling that you birthed. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Elizabeth Murray Artist Residency, E-M-A-R, program by Colorworks is designed to provide a diverse group of emerging and established artists an immersive, supportive, productive, and communal atmosphere for art making and dialogue on a bucolic 77-acre farm in Washington County, New York. Uh, the summer residency is offered for five weeks, with two- and four-week residencies for individual artists and one-week residencies for families. Mm. Um, I poked around on their website. I'm not sure about a press, um, but it's free to apply. Um, until October 15th, and then after that, there's a small $25 fee, and it's free to attend, so, you know, worth it, even if you're a printmaker, and you're like, I just need some time to draw, yeah, go draw on this bucolic, or whatever, yeah, Yeah. on this bucolic 77-acre farm, do some, uh, cyanotypes, yeah, fuck it, (laughs) (laughs) fuck it, fuck it, make a cyanotype, (laughs) Okay, um, <laughs> grants. <laughs> we are unhinged today. Truly. Oh. Okay, the APS, Association of Print Scholars Collaboration Grant. Um, the APS Collaboration Grant funds public programs. I, I want to say it like how Trixie, Trixie and Katya yeah. say it. Programs. Um, and projects that foster collaboration between members of the print community and or encourage dialogue between the print community and the general public. The grant carries a maximum award of $1,000. Projects should provide new insights into printmaking and introduce prints to new audiences. Stunning. Examples of potential collaborative projects include, but are not limited to, multi-speaker conference or symposium, single-speaker lecture, workshop-focused on identifying printmaking methods, study day with printmakers and paper conservators focused on printed materials, and many other options. So basically, you know, whatever you can dream of Mm -hmm. um, for $1,000. We will put a link on the website so you can read all the application criteria, but it's not due until January 31st, so you got lots of time. Um, Recipients would be notified by the end of March, and it has has to be used within the year. So you could do something at um, RMPA or Print Austin. Mm-hmm. Rocky, I've watched Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've watched um, Schitt's Creek so many times that when I think about the Rocky Mountain RMPA, I think about Rampk. You know the stupid <laughs> conference that um, uh, Roland shit uh-huh. goes to with one of the Yeah. So anyway, we'll put the link on the website. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, want to plug something plug. for the conference? Since plug it. This will be the last Word. episode airing before we go. Um, yes. So I'm co-chairing a panel. Yes. For Radical Intersectional Printmakers Guild with yeah. Becky. Yeah. So we will have some of our members there, and we'll kind of talk about like. The structure of the guild, um, if you want to get involved, how easy it is, what we do, benefits, all that stuff. So come to that. It's on the Saturday of the conference at 1030. Mm-hmm. I know that's early. Sorry. Um, and then, <laughs> Yeah, just don't drink so much the night before. <laughs> Damn, printmakers. Well, it's, it's, I feel like it's always the first night. People drink too much. That's always what I do. Those I'm girlies are to. thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> It's conference mode. My sister was just here yeah. and doing a conference, and I went she to one of the... They all were. It was a, she doesn't listen to this. It's fine. Um, but it was like all um, school board organizers or people that... Oh, like, what they is like it? to get fucking crunk. It was, and they're all like my age or older. And there was, like, a wine event, and we got on a bus to go, and there was beers, and they were all, like, starting, and I was like, I'm going to drink my water before going to a winery and being in a car that's Uh, going... Anyway. They were like, let's um, shotgun these beers. I, like, knew what they were doing. (laughs) Holy shit. Anyway. So then I'm also doing an event. Um, It's kind of a demo. It's kind of an event. It's kind of all over the place, but... I'm going to be there, so come Um, sit next to me. Sage Parrot... Every time. I keep doing that. I'm so sorry. Sage Um, Perot. Sage Parrot and I organized it, and it's called um, I Know What You Mean. Yeah. And it's like we have zine leaders. We have, there's 10 of us total. We have topics that you can sit and chat with us while we draw together and talk about the topic. Yeah. And we'll have those uh, listed out so you can kind of see who you would maybe want to sit with. We have many people that you might want to sit with, including our queen, Catherine Polk, oh, whose birthday is today. Don't even say that to me. If yeah. you try to sit with Catherine Polk, I'm going to hit bump you the fuck no, out I'm of that gonna... chair. And, no, not no, you. Okay. I'm talking to our audience. I'm threatening <laughs> our audience. sitting there, Cammie's going to I will you. tackle you out of that fucking chair. The... Catherine Polk is my yeah. queen. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing that both Fridays. <laughs> yes, that was such a vicious threat, like, at you. That was you. so mean. No. <laughs> Don't if you, you want to sit with Catherine Polk, that's fine. I accept <laughs> it. Anybody else, I will tackle you. We have lots of people. Gonna yeah. Be. Anyway, it'll be Friday and Saturday of the conference. Oh, shit. I didn't it's realize it was like days. a two-day Well, we're thing. taking turns. Everybody has two shifts. Uh, okay. Um, where they'll be there with mm. their topic and drawing with people. Cool. So um, it's, it's both days. And I will have a calendar to hand out to people and who is there when. So beautiful. Yeah, we try, we're trying to be organized about it. And then we're going to Rezo print it, and it's kind of like all the zine leaders get a portfolio of zines cool. in the end. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. Cool. So all the drawings are pretty small. Cool. But it'll be fun. Let's have fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Are you doing open portfolio? Okay. I'm not doing shit. My brain shorts <laughs> open portfolio. No, I'm not. No. Um, I didn't sign up for anything. I was like, dang, it's like my first conference back. I'm, not, I'm just going to take it easy. I am doing recruiting stuff uh-huh. for PNCA. Um, but other than that, I'm just trying to Actually, chill. Yeah. 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 Um, are you? Uh, I am, yeah. Oh, cool. I love doing that. I know, I do too. Yeah. Um, oh, well. 
rips to me. <laughs> um, I was wondering if I should like even just bring some prints. You know, sometimes I feel like I remember every time at a conference, there's always an empty table because somebody signed up for it and then they couldn't come. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just do that by design. They just have tables empty. And I've seen people yeah. just... I've seen people want to do every session of it, all three hours, Impressive. and they just move around to like the, the empty table. <laughs> just They didn't want to spend the $10 or whatever it is. Yeah. It's fine. Well, maybe I'll just bring some prints. Yeah. I'm bringing a big tube. You can just stick some prints in there. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you, and we also think you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> just throw that in there, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So See enjoy you listening. Ding dong soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Beep, 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 beep. Well, hello, nerds. And we have a, an awesome, I mean, it's, what our, it's our hello print nerds. Um, yeah. uh, we have an awesome guest with us today. Everyone knows and loves Miranda Metcalf uh, of Hello Print Friend, formerly Pine Copper Lime. And from if you don't know her from her podcast, you might know her from her Instagram of the same name that features artists all over the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have many questions and just want to chit chat. Yeah. That sounds great. Thank yeah. you. Can you send that line about everybody loving me to a few exes I have? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. I was like, I told you. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> Yeah, give us phone numbers. We'll, yes. we'll send them Yeah, great, great. We'll talk after. We'll talk after. Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to meet up again. We've got a, a, a future um, crossover coming out uh, in a couple months from uh, the Hello Print Friend side of things. And so it's just great to be back virtually with you two for yeah. another print chat. Yeah. Yeah, we had so much fun chatting with you. And thank you for coming on to our humble little pod <laughs> crossover, crossover. Yeah. Yeah. the buddy pod is yeah oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah let's get into it so yeah. um we have a couple questions for you but obviously we'll like free flow as we feel but um so you have a background in art history that specializes in printmaking and you have a really strong curatorial background as well how did you end up um, with this project? And um, it's such a like strong community builder. Like I remember years ago <laughs> when I like just moved to Portland and I was feeling like disconnected from the print world. Um, Pine Copper Lime print friend came out and I would like hide at my job and like listen to the coffee. <laughs> like oh, print makers are still out there. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, how did you dream up this project? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad it it could be there for you. Um, I feel like that's really appropriate because I think it was a kind of a similar story to the way you experienced it, to how it came about. And in that I had been working at Davidson Galleries in Seattle for about five years. And that's a big old printmaking gallery up in Pioneer Square in downtown Seattle. And we had 20,000 works on paper. I believe 8,000 of those were contemporary prints and it was about 12,000 historical prints. And I just got to do print stuff all day, every day and met a printmaker, married a printmaker. (laughs) And then that printmaker and I were about to move to Sydney, Australia so he could go do his MFA. 
And I felt a real anxiety about being disconnected from the print world because it was really my job that kind of kept me in the print world. I was was doing curation and directing and all that kind of stuff and got to travel and meet printmakers with a reason, with a point. You know, I'd say, I'm going to go to Seoul and I'm going to see what printmakers are in Seoul and then we can do a contemporary South Korean printmaking exhibition when I come back. And just an amazing life. And I really didn't want to lose that. And so I'd also been pretty much obsessed with podcasts since before there were podcasts. I <laughs> in on Saturday nights to listen to Radio Lab followed by This American Life mm-hmm. because it just always felt like an incredible medium for storytelling. It felt so intimate. It felt so effective. And so in an effort to feel connected to my community, continue to feel connected to the community, I decided to start the podcast. And it seemed like sort of a natural step because I already had connections with a lot of wonderful printmakers through my job at Davidson. And I had listened to, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of hours of podcasts at that point. So I had a certain groundwork for styles that I liked and interviewing styles that I liked and show styles that I liked. Mm-hmm. And just kind of went from there and went through a bunch of different names, uh, settled on pine copper lime, which was pine for woodcut, lime for limestone, uh, copper for etching. I think I did it in the wrong order, but you get the idea. (laughs) Uh, And then we always used to say that the the t-shirts were screen printed and it was a digital platform. So we actually did have all the media in there. which was, it worked for a while, but, you know, after a couple of years, I started to realize that nobody could understand what I was saying. Oh, you have a podcast. What's it called? And you go, Pine Copper Lime. And they'd be like, what? What are you, <laughs> Lime? Are you saying Lime or are you saying Lime? I'm like, so uh, uh, eventually that's sort of what was the, the motivation for the rebrand to Hello Print Friend. And uh, yeah, it's been going for, I think it'll be four years in a couple months. I think we launched on Halloween four years ago um, at the Mildura Print Triennial in Mildura uh, in Australia. It was this funny, I I shouldn't call it a funny little town, but it's a small town that holds (laughs) this big printmaking event uh, every three years. And we were on a houseboat on the river and uh, we launched the website then and haven't really looked back or slowed down since then. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. What a cool little peek into the history yeah Yeah. that was one of my questions was like what the rebrand was for because I was all of a sudden I was like why why change name yeah yeah Yeah. and we got a lot of people saying why change name because a lot of people liked pine copper lime um and I did too but again it kind of had to do with I always want to say to people, yeah, I know you like the name, but you didn't have to say it to people several times a week. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I was the one out there and you'd be like, pine copper line. They're like, what? What yeah. are you saying? So, and, and hello, print fun is just, it's easier to remember. And there was a certain philosophical background in that too, you know, in the sense that when I started it, I didn't know what it was going to be mm. because I hadn't done it yet. And Hello Print Friend fits more, I think, of the mission and of the output in that it's really community-based. It's really about connecting people. It's about 
a lot of the kind of ephemera around printmaking, there's not a lot of shop talk in it. There's not a lot of materials talk. And the name Pine Copper Lime, which was so materials based, mm-hmm. it just didn't seem to really fit the vibe, which was right. sort of welcome. Welcome to the print world. We're glad you're here, which yeah. is really what I really wanted from the podcast after I've been doing it for a few years. That's sort of what it had evolved into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted colors. I wanted to redo the logo. I was sick of looking at black and white. So, <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think like when you started it, did it have a different shape or something to it? then Mm. evolved into or vice versa do you think it's changed over time it's definitely changed um so when I first started interviewing people I was terrified like even people that I knew I was just like how does anyone have a conversation for an hour (laughs) we're gonna be able to do this and so I think if I went back and listened to the early episodes I would definitely hear that nervousness Mm. and I would hear that kind of rigidity that came with that so I would research these artists and I would have these questions and I felt like I had to get to every question. And so there wasn't a lot of flow in the podcast in the early days. I would just, it was more like a rapid fire Q and A with artists, which was fine. It just wasn't, I think what I came to find out later was that the juicy stuff, the good stuff that comes when you start to go off script, that comes Mm -hmm. when you start to hear stories that you didn't already know about And so I think in the early episodes, I was just so terrified of messing up and I was just taking a big old bite of this like juicy, cracked sourdough bread perfectionist sandwich (laughs) that I just couldn't get away from. And I thought I had to sound a certain way and the questions had to be a certain way. Otherwise, no one will ever listen to it. And I thought the podcast could only be at most... 30 minutes long because who would ever want to listen to more than that? And then I started getting feedback from people. It's like, you can talk for an hour. Like we're just in the studio auditioning. We got time. Yeah, (laughs) That's definitely, yeah. Some of the ways that it's evolved and, you know, I think kind of continues to evolve. And as I just, I just get better at it. I mean, maybe like the short answer to that question is like, I just got better at it from Mm -hmm. doing it for hundreds of hours. I improved. Mm-hmm. because you're kind of shit at something when you start it. Yeah. Like just that's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. And along those lines, you have like a really strong Instagram, I think. Mm. Um, and you've done a good job at like promoting each episode and like having consistency across the platform. Do you have like a personal like theory about that or like, guidelines you have for yourself that you follow yeah yeah and a lot of it actually comes from just getting free workshops and videos online about how do you get a big Instagram following because it isn't natural and it's not based on the quality of your work or your output or what you put into it it's an algorithm the algorithm's changing Hashtags used to matter. They don't matter anymore. Now you actually get pinged for too many hashtags. So you're only supposed to use like one or two. (laughs) Yeah. And, And some of that's come from, so I've been in the commercial gallery world for about 10 10 years? What year is it? Yeah. It'll be 10 years in 2013. I started at Davidson in in 2023. I started at Davidson in 2013. (laughs) And 
uh, Artsy actually offers a lot of resources for its galleries um, of little workshops. And so a lot of it has honestly been stuff I've gotten through Artsy. Mm-hmm. And then you can also pay Artsy for have be promoted on their Instagram. And then they'll kind of have things in that package about why they're doing what they're doing and that sort of thing. So um, looking at your analytics, seeing particularly at the beginning, seeing when what time of day specifically and what days of the week are best to post and making sure you set an alarm on your phone and you post then. That was hugely helpful in the early days. At this point, and I don't know if maybe it's just because once you reach a certain point, it's just sort of mush. You know, I look at my uh, <laughs> analytics every once in a while and it doesn't matter anymore. You know, like all the 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 best times to post, it's all kind of the same any day of the week, any time of the day. But when I started out, I used to set my alarm for 6 a.m. because I was in Sydney and I would wake up and I would post a draft at 6 a.m. every day. Um, And now I think I'm lucky enough to be in a situation at 55,000 where there's just a momentum. So now I actually just post about four times a week and I'm whenever I think of it or whenever I feel it basically. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a certain authority in that too when someone sees something and they go to your site and then it's like the like, well, 55,000 printmakers can't be wrong, you know, and so they just follow you because the number gives you a certain authority. Um, and it's it's been really interesting. It's interesting. I've I've noticed that, you know, I do get ups and downs and like maybe this is too depressing, but it is something that is like part of the Instagram live is that when I post stuff from queer artists, I lose followers. Like I lose more followers than I gain for that week, which do I say goodbye and good riddance. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. But it is one of those things that I do. It makes me depressed because I live in a liberal bubble that Santa Fe and the art world and and every once in a while you get you see something like that and you're like are you fucking serious like you people actually exist where are you (laughs) You (laughs) so it it can be interesting to to see how it is more of a cross-section I think of the general population um than something like the podcast is which has such a specific audience you know I, I don't have 55,000 downloads a week on the podcast, you know, um, but I do have, uh, you know, the 55,000 followers. So it's interesting. It's like they're, they're same, same, but different, I think. And they reach different people and sort of serve a different purpose. But yeah, yeah, it is always a little bit depressing when I do get kind of, I think, a slice more of like the general American population sometimes through the Instagram. Yeah. So, which just makes me want to just like only post stuff from queer artists. So (laughs) it'll just like, just really just like flush them out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That could be a tactic. Boy, bye. Yeah. Get out of here. Bye. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do. I like that on your Instagram, it's like a mix of the people that you're interviewing and promoting that, but then also like, people I've never heard of mm-hmm. people that like are all over the world that mm-hmm. you feature. So mm. I get introduced to new people all the time and then follow more people. And yeah, yeah, it's a nice slice of all the bits of the print world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the skill set that it takes to make a really good Instagram video and the skill set it takes to be on a podcast and the skill set it takes to make a good print 
is a Venn diagram with only some overlapping places, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that it is really nice to be in a position where I could interview artists who are doing amazing work, who just don't care to document every single step of their process, you know? And that they still absolutely have this great story to tell and, and, you know, deserve to be highlighted and deserve to be introduced to the, the print world writ large. And then, you know, I think sometimes like the the Instagram videos, you know, it's just this very, very, very specific skill set of how you film, how you edit, um, what you give in the in the video. Sometimes I'll see an absolutely amazing image, but the video is just of someone inking it up. And I'm like, oh, why didn't you just, just show me the finished print? Like, why don't you just take that one last step, you know? Because so it's it's interesting how it's, again, it, it's this whole visual and public culture of the medium that we're all in and how between everything that I do, I kind of get to interact with different parts of it, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. In your like journey through podcasting and being like an internet presence, have you had any like tough moments that you've like been able to grow through? Mm. That's a really interesting question. Um, tough moments as a, as a niche internet celeb. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, for the most part, people have been really, really lovely. Um, I would say there was I got I there was one moment that kind of happened early on that made me sort of think a bit differently about what it was to be be a figure of authority and be a gatekeeper in the public internet print world that I didn't think it occurred to me before and it was on my personal Instagram. I shared in my stories uh, something from, do you know the Overheard in LA Instagram? I don't think so. It's oh, quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, they, they, and yeah, yeah they've, they've, they have ones down for like Overheard in Austin, Overheard in London, Overheard in Tokyo. And it's like the, basically the, the sort of premise behind it is things that you've overheard in the city that are sort of iconic of that city. Oh, yeah. gotcha. You know, so it would be about like, juices and yoga in LA or it'd be about like it being freezing in London I don't know like whatever it is overheard in Seattle I'm sure there's an overheard in Portland where y'all at so but there was something I over I posted an overheard in LA that I thought was kind of about sort of making fun of LA people but there was a line in it that was fat phobic and it was basically sort of making fun of LA but in this way that was sort of through the lens of fat phobia uh-huh. and someone replied and they were sort of like you know people are looking to you as a figure of authority now and it matters sort of what you're putting out there and this person was totally right and it hadn't occurred to me that even you know on my personal Instagram that that is also seen as like a general reflection of mm-hmm. the of the world. And so I, I took it down and I put like a little a little text up where I was like, hey, this happened. This person is right. I didn't I didn't tag them or, or mention them because usually people don't want to be like um <laughs> off in the spotlight on them in those situations. But I just was like, I was like, hey, I, I apologize. They're right. And um, you know, I'm gonna learn from it. Mm-hmm. And 
it it was just a really interesting moment of kind of thinking about how it does matter and that your responsibility changes when you've made the decision to put yourself as a figure of authority within a community. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a early and, you know, pretty light lesson. You know, this person was really nice to me about it. And I, I you know, was like, oh, shit. And immediately was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, luckily, other than that, it's been pretty, um, pretty chill. People have been pretty nice. And um, yeah, for the most part, you know, people I've interviewed have been great. And it's uh, been overall a really positive experience. But yeah, and when you say kind of like moments of growth, that was the one that came to mind. And that even happened maybe in the first or second year of the podcast. But it was yeah. it was an important lesson to learn, you know. Yeah. What do you see as like the trajectory of the future of the pod? Do you have any like big wild dreams, things you're thinking about? What do you want to do? Well, I have a lot of dreams (laughs) and (laughs) some of them you'll have to tune in to Uh the newsprint pod, uh, hello print friend episode in a couple months, (laughs) but uh, things that are on the table to, to chat about. I would really, really love Hello Print Friend to be more present in the non-digital world. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whether that's through Tim and I and Ronaldo being at conferences more or um, being visiting artists, artist talks, lectures more at universities Mm -hmm. or like doing something that's, you know, a combo of Tim and Ronaldo doing a printmaking workshop that then gets bundled into a self-marketing workshop that gets bundled into a gallery representation workshop, you know, sort of us as a team having opportunities to share our knowledge out there in the world in in IRL, as the kids (laughs) no longer say. Um, And, and so part of that is, is, is Print Santa Fe, um, which is this event that I'm hosting, putting on in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where I live, which is an offshoot of Print Austin. Print Austin is giving us uh, a boost up to create this, this event, but it's going to be, you know, a three-day print fair and exhibitions and juried exhibitions. And I'm really excited for it because it seems sort of like a step in that direction. And while it's not necessarily specifically under the branding of Hello Print Friend, we're going to do Hello Print Friend events during it. So I'm going to do a live Hello Print Friend recording, the first one ever. There was supposed to be others. I was supposed to do one in SGCI Puerto Rico, um, which was, yeah, like very, very... um, much love uh, heading out to our print friends in Puerto Rico right now and always, but particularly, yeah, um, right now. And so, but there was a couple of other moments that I was supposed to do it and and COVID and other stuff uh, affected it. But uh, so that'll be a first and I'll be talking with Bill Lagatuda, the, you know, longtime master printer at Tamarind um, in a live event Um, at this new venue in Santa Fe called Container, which is, it's made of all these like shipping containers. It's very big and very cool. Um, Oh, and uh, Marwin Begay is going to do a version of his performance that was at SGCI with the dancer and the giant block and that kind of thing. Also, hopefully um, that night. So there's just, there's stuff that sort of touches with Hello Print Friend that'll be kind of manifesting in 
the real world through Prince Santa Fe, PrinceSantaFe.org. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I would love to see that more. And I'd love to try and do more kind of focused dives into the print world because I've been doing this um, one person, one story for about four years. And one of the ways that's going to manifest is uh, in October, they'll are doing, we're doing a focus on the outlaw printmakers, which we've had some of them on here and there, yeah. but it's going to be really that sort of core group of Dennis McNett, Bill Fitt, Carlos Hernandez, and Tom Huck. And we've redone the, uh, logo, not the logo, sorry, what's it called? The, um, the theme music. Oh, to okay. sound like a Motorhead song, <laughs> so it's gonna like <laughs> it's gonna be the Hello Print Friend theme music in the style of Motorhead, awesome. and just kind of and I've asked each one of them specifically, you know, about what what their vision of the outlaw printmakers is, what does it mean? So just a little bit more of that kind of focused dive on some aspects of the print world, I think, would be really interesting to just mix up the format a little bit. So this is our first time trying a month long of one aspect of the print world. And so we'll see how it goes, but yeah, it's just kind of fun to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Is like once you have solid footing to just expand from there and be able yeah. to do like just really fun stuff mm -hmm. and bad. just try. And like, I don't know, maybe people will hate it and they'll be like, <laughs> I only want like totally new unrelated artists every week Miranda like who knows you know like it's it's fun to be as you say with enough footing to try something new and just see what happens do I like it is it something the audience responds to and just go from there and it keeps it interesting and it keeps burnout like at on the other side of the door exactly. to continue to sort of find things that I find interesting and challenging about the work yeah mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds really fun. I just had like an idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, some sort of like print related game show. I feel like <laughs> it would be so good at hosting a game show. That would be a trivia show so or fun. Yeah. Oh my God. Like an event at a conference. Yeah. 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 I, I, I see. Like an all sequin outfit. Ooh. Yeah. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I mean, I know like with the game show, I'm sure there's other things involved, but so my first, my first vision was people, you know, having to do obstacle courses that are made out of oversized printmaking equipment. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, like, like the, like the scraper bar keeps coming down and you have to like, you know, <laughs> run under it. <laughs> Oh, but I think we are so nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> and those that are listening are with us. Truly. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I think I think what would be more realistic in terms of budget and potential losses <laughs> would be to set up something that was print skills based. So like Ooh. color matching. Like you need oh. to match this color and like everyone gets the same amount of ink. And, you yeah. know, whoever, you know, you have yeah. five minutes and whoever gets closest or something like that, yeah. or, you know, so take print shop skills that can be, um, you know, set to a timer and, you know, uh, with dramatic music underneath it. Like, That's great, it. Yeah. Great British bake off of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I have one. Yeah. So whoever can like roll out their litho slab oh, and then flip their roller above their head and catch it. <laughs> However many flips you get, that's, that's very color guard of yeah. me. <laughs> so whenever I am like showing a student something in litho, I do flip my roller like that. Oh yeah. We'll like oh, roll it across their slab. Class, yeah. I flip it mm-hmm. above my head and every time the student's like, oh my God. The crowd goes wild. Oh, I think we could, this sounds like a really good proposal. I mean, look what we just came up with on the fly. Yeah, yeah. I love this. Oh yeah. Oh I think the three of us are meant to be event planners, event mm-hmm. people, and make stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we just Many. need budgets. We need some budgets. Somebody give us some money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You heard it here first, print nerds. We need yeah. money, yeah. and then we'll make really fun things for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. In advance. Oh, that's so funny. Um, oh, I have, I have a question that might, it's half-baked in my head, but... Um, uh, you've lived in oh, everywhere. everywhere bangkok uh sydney australia what other international places uh canberra in? australia which is another oh. just just another it's okay. just another australia place. Gotcha. yeah okay. so only i've only lived in three countries yeah oh okay um but you've lived seattle santa fe you live in different parts of yeah. the, of the u.s over. that have different print communities yeah yeah do you have a favorite? Ooh, a favorite print community. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you um, don't have to answer that if you don't want to. No, but you- I I definitely think that if my favorite print community is is the Thai print community. Like mm-hmm. it's just cool. it's super interesting. And actually there's an article that I wrote for Pressing Matters magazine, the wonderful, wonderful UK publication. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve pressing matters. They're amazing. <laughs> um, uh that's coming out, I believe, in December. That's a bit a, a bit about the the Thai printmaking scene. And one particular artist, uh Kitty Kong Kilakwatanotai or Kong who had this really big influence on it. And it's a really fascinating scene because it really was only introduced, the country was only introduced to printmaking through commercial lithography in the early 20th century. There's not a history before that. And then it really has stayed in the academic sphere, even more so than, than, than other places in the world. And, um, you know, Kong had this, this, he's the first person to ever start a publishing studio and print gallery in, in Thailand ever. Um, there was, there none existed even in like the, the 20th century. And so it's small and it's so passionate and it's so intimate and it's so open because I think in part, um, in part just like, like Thai culture is, a is, is very, friendly very communal you know, there's you know there's not that sense of american individualism competition you know like i was there mm-hmm. through covid and it's like i wear a mask so you know that i respect you and i don't want you to get sick yes you know it's not the like fuck all of you i'm staying behind my mask in my house with all my toilet paper yeah. i think there was yeah. there was no shortage on food or toilet paper you know i mean it's it, there's a there's a very um wonderful uh, community driven, you know, you, you don't eat alone in your house. You always eat out with friends. You mm-hmm. always collaborate with people, just sort of culture in there that I think leads to the openness, but then also sort of the newness and the, um, almost the scarcity too. 
it makes like people very close in the sense that we were there for quite some time and Kong's been there most his, his entire life. And we're pretty sure that there might not be any lithostones in Thailand. Wow. Like that's the kind of level of scarcity. People do litho, it's all plate litho. Yeah. But we're we're really not like I was I feel like I knew the people who would know and we would talk about it and we'd be talking about like, okay, how could we even get litho stones in here? Because mm-hmm. it's that kind of level of of people um being really innovative and making do and working together and you know, Kong has a system where he's lent presses out to other studios to have them just start up. And oh. all he's asked in return is like one of every edition that's made. He just like, will give them a wow. press so they can get on their feet. And so it's so, it's really beautiful in that communal way. And then also the level of the art that's produced is just mind bogglingly beautiful as well. The mm-hmm. mezzotint artists of Thailand are out of this world. Like, um, like Boon Mi always just like sweeps the International Mezzotint Festival <laughs> every year. And just, yeah, the the level of skill and the really, like the imagery is really wonderful. And so I think, yeah, I would say definitely the Thai scene. And I just try to encourage anyone if they're getting out and traveling internationally to go to Chiang Mai, find Chiang Mai art on paper, find Kong, because it's just, it's just kind of life-changing to see that level of openness and community support within what is already a pretty open and like communal mm-hmm. uh, underbelly of the art world. I guess that's not really <laughs> the best term, but um, you know, already a pretty open and communal place, but in Thailand, that level of mutual support and love and respect is just something I've, I've never felt anywhere else. So everyone go to Thailand and yes. meet printmakers because it's, you'll just feel like truly like you came away with new family on the other side of it. Oh, that's amazing. That, yeah, that sounds, I've always wanted to go to Thailand and now I have to. You have <laughs> to. Yeah. I have to. Hell yeah. Go eat a scorpion. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. And then you also get to be in Thailand. That's the other yeah. thing about going to Thailand for printmaking is that you can also, uh, you know, go to, crystal clear beaches where the water is 78 degrees and have the best food in the world and you see uh, temples and you know I mean you also yeah. just get Thailand too with it yeah. with the trip That's amazing the the way you described that community it just like it feel, feels like the print communities I've always been into the nth degree just yeah. like the most loving and giving mm-hmm. and I have so yeah. many artist friends that are not printmakers that have said that they're so envious of mm-hmm. being in a community that's yeah. like and it's gotten even more supportive I feel like through COVID because people mm. support each other the best way they can even just through like a heart on Instagram just yeah or um more activity that way and being able to reach out mm-hmm. internationally mm. so, totally like, and that's that's something that this is sort of like one of my dreams again as we were talking about earlier for hello print friend is making this amazing community more uh internationally connected and more connected like through diversity as well as just that like we've got a great scene here but like you know who also has a great scene like belarus you know who also has a great scene like um uh <laughs> Oh gosh, you're gonna have to edit this part out because I try. I was try- you know, who also has a great scene. Johannesburg. I kept. I the only word that kept coming to head was Jonestown. 
Oh no. <laughs> I, feel like I was like, it's not Jonestown. Get out of my head. It's Johannesburg. Like, you know, um, the the print the print girls down there are, you know, doing great work. And you know, just like that, we have this amazing vessel to connect with people around the world, which is just one of the most amazing feelings mm-hmm. is to show up somewhere and just feel human connection with someone else you may not share a language or a culture with, but you have like this deep humanity that is expressed through art making. It's amazing. It's, it's it. That's where my God lives basically. (laughs) It's like, is in those moments of, of human connection like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like so ingrained in the print world. And I often forget that like, your background is art history mm-hmm. but like have you made some prints yourself like yeah. have you tested some stuff out how'd it go what did you love um so I feel like I, mean, I can oh we're, we're not recording video because I was gonna I was gonna show you the only print I ever made I could still yeah. show it to you yeah yeah, yeah. do you want to see it? I have to go yeah. get it okay okay, okay one sec <laughs> I love seeing the little pup raise his head mm-hmm. every once in a while. What are you doing? Hello. What's going on? Doggo. Hi, puppy. Mom. Oh, you can't Where'd hear me go? through the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep that we in. Gotta add- <laughs> <laughs> we gotta. Oh, oh doggies oh, going bye. through a doggy door. We're just giving you a play-by-play of Miranda's living room with dogs going in and out. Puppies. Uh, There's like a herd of dogs that lives in Miranda's house. Well, she has two and then oh. she does then the, the rover, right. is that what it's called? The, the doggy sitting. Yeah. Doggy sitting. To me it seems like there's always plenty of dogs yes. in Miranda's house. I know. Did you see the Instagram <laughs> post of the dogs that tore apart the toilet paper? Okay. No. So they're um the here, I'm gonna pause while I while I... Yeah. Oh there we go. Okay, so we're back okay. in. Okay. So um, I'm going to send you photos of the only print I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a, a overall and a, and a detail. And I want to hear your, oh, yeah. your honest when, perception. When did you make this? Yeah. I so made it when I was in Canberra, Australia. So it would have been 2019. Okay, that's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Forgotten American hero. And it's... Mm-hmm. Looks like a husky dog, or is that one it's of your a husky dogs? dog? Oh, good. I'm so glad. Logo, an edition of 15. Mm-hmm. And it's how big is that? Uh, I think it's probably it's about maybe 12 inches, you know, by five. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a lino cut, or mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lino cut. Yeah, you're got a natural a, artist. Got some nice, good your mark making. I love I'm how happy this so dog happy. is. <laughs> There's some chatter. I'm so happy in the clouds. So it's yeah. it's yeah, it's a husky standing majestically on a mound of snow. Yeah, with a tree behind him, with the words "Forgotten American Hero," and. What I think is really funny about it is that I was like doing pretty well with the body and it was looking pretty dog-like. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to the face, I just panicked and gave it an anime face because that's what I used to draw in <laughs> high school. <laughs> so like the face is very cartoon where the body like is more realistic. Oh my God. That's so funny. Um, Did we get your permission to post this on our Instagram? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and so the story behind it is basically about how the dog Togo, 
was really the dog that brought the medicine most of the way to save the town of uh not Fairbanks um of Nome to save the children of the town of Nome but Balto gets all of the glory and so Togo who actually did the work Balto was just the head of the sled team as it entered Nome so he gets all of the work but he actually was kind of like a wild like not very good sled dog and Togo was the one who was like tried and true a really good boy and he pulled the medicine for the children of no most of the way and so he's a forgotten american hero oh my god, oh my god that's so good and then I after it. i made this print like a year later like disney came out with a movie about togo oh, and no. i was like i was like i am on the pulse of the zeitgeist <laughs> with my artwork hell yeah um so yeah yeah this is it's the only print i've i've ever made and i've you know fiddled with other stuff to you know i've drawn a bit in some aqua tint and I've you know I've like done other kinds of stuff but this was the only like actual edition I took to completion um and it was one of my favorite stories about making it is that I was in the print studio at Megalo which by the way Megalo has a a award show like an award exhibition thing that I was the juror for once and the prize is $10,000 and it's open to anyone internationally so you should follow Megalo because they are Australian which means they actually give money to artists Um, and they have a really cool um, artist residency as well that you can go do Um, so yeah I think it's Megalo Print Studio but I was in Megalo and I was making it and I said some I said under my breath like this has to be in the world. And Tim thought I said it as a question because as an actual artist, he like is asking himself that all the time. But like, I actually just was like, I was like, that wasn't a question. Like this has to be in the world. I had no doubts because I'm not a real artist. I had actual no doubts um, about the fact that my weird anime dog uh, had to exist. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad that we asked that question. Because I, yes. This has been wonderful. I feel so honored <laughs> to know this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big secret, but there, there she is. Yeah. Well, that's one secret. And then in the episode of Hello Print Friend, where you interviewed us, you told us other secrets about yourself, so everybody can listen oh my to God. that when it comes out. It's just some, I just trust you two. You just let oh my <laughs> girls down when you two. Yeah. My is <laughs> full of multitudes. That's true. Yeah. And anime dogs, yeah. Anime dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, that's bad. Oh my God. Well, Edie, we're kind of nearing our time. Do you have any so. other questions that you are, that are burning a hole in your heart? Um, no, but I'm sure we will have other things to talk about very soon. Yes. Big things coming soon. Big exciting. Hopefully. My eyebrows are wiggling. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. This is from Good Wiggle. I've got, um, <laughs> this is like other uh, Miranda secret hacks is that uh, I had Bell's palsy very badly. And so my left eyebrow doesn't actually really move <laughs> and it actually take, keeps my right eyebrow down. So if you watch me talk, I have really still eyebrows. Oh and God, then people will ask me that. like, they'll ask me like, how come you don't have any wrinkles in your forehead? And I'll be like, and I'd be like, it's called nerve damage, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. I was like. Yeah, if uh, if I think they're asking in like a very you know 
in a weird kind of catty way. I'll make yeah. it really bad. I'll be like, actually, I've got some pretty severe nerve damage in the left side of my face. So, so thank you very much. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. It's a poor woman's <laughs> Botox. They just, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking so. funny. Way to, way to like get a little like burn in there. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. You can yeah. pretend to be sadder than you are. You could be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> honestly it's so tragic yeah. yeah yeah thank you for pointing it out i'm very sensitive about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's rad oh, yeah. Good for you. well it's yeah. been absolutely a delight as always and i'm really looking forward to more projects and more secrets uh yeah. in the future yeah yeah thank you for joining us miranda it's been a literal pleasure thank you yeah. Thank you for listening to Newsprint Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Newsprint Pod, at E Overture, and at Cami York. You can find us online at newsprintpod.com.